I am uh, grateful that each of you make this a part of your day. And so I hope you had a chance to listen to the song When I Get Where I'm Going by Brad Paisley featuring the wonderful Dolly Parton. Uh, what this is, the song is a vision of heaven that Brad Paisley uh, has of heaven. And it's a, it's a powerful vision of heaven. It's a very powerful vision of heaven. And as you go through it line by line, you can see Bible verses that fit with basically everything he's saying. And uh, I think it's also a very popular understanding and vision of heaven that we have, uh, which is very biblical. And so it's it's a very comforting song for me. Um, I hope it is for you too as well. Okay, let's uh, go into the lyrics. And uh, I'm going to throw quite a few Bible verses at you today. Uh, you're certainly welcome to join me if you have a Bible at home. Uh, if not, uh, just trust me. Trust that these Bible verses say what they say. Um, so, okay. Uh, so it starts with, when I get where I'm going, on the far side of the sky. This idea that heaven is on the other side, the far side of the sky. I love that. Basically, the first verse talks about the things that he's going to do that he can't do here, that he can't do here. The first thing I'm going to do is spread my wings and fly. This understanding that when we get to heaven, that we're an angel. Scripture doesn't really say that, that when we get to heaven, we become an angel. Uh, but, you know, okay. Uh, but I, I'm going to land beside a lion and run my fingers through his mane. Or I might find out what it's like to ride a drop of rain. I've never had the desire to ride a drop of rain. I don't know if Brad Paisley has actually ever had that desire or if it's just something that rhymes. So, you know, because it rhymes, he's like, yeah, that'll work. Um, but I love the idea of, of, of landing beside a lion and running his fingers through its mane. The vision of heaven that we have from Isaiah is a vision of peace, a vision of peace for all of creation. And when, when we talk about the things that we can't do here, you know, he talks about the things he can, I'm going to fly, ride, drop rain, right? But, but, but I think this is very important, this idea that I'm going to run my fingers through the mane of a lion. This, it's not something I can do here because creation isn't at peace. Creation isn't at peace. And we see examples of this every day, how creation isn't at peace. You know, human beings aren't at peace with one another. Uh, animals aren't at peace with one another. You know, it's the, 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 the food cycle. It's, you, it's just kind of an impossibility. But in heaven, every, every, all of creation will have what they need. And so this is a, a vision of peace. Uh, Isaiah eleven six: The wolf shall lie down with the lamb. The leopard shall lie down with the kid. The calf and the lion and the fatling together. And a little child shall lead them. And there'll be no fear. Isaiah 65, 25. The wolf and the lamb shall graze together. The lion shall eat straw like the ox, and the dust shall be the serpent's food. They shall not hurt or destroy in all my holy mountain. They shall not hurt or destroy. Uh, if you saw, if you were with us yesterday, I posted a video later in the day of Eugene Peterson talking to Bono, and the 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 subject of violence comes up and Eugene Peterson says, you know, violence, there's only two ways to respond to violence. And one, the most common way is with more violence. And the other is with no violence at all. And when he talks about the cross, he talks about a God who responds to violence with no violence. And when we look throughout history, how powerful those times are when people have responded to violence in nonviolent ways. Nonviolent protests and nonviolent, um, you know, that's the, the nonviolent protest of the 1960s uh, to 
and to, to say that they shall not hurt or destroy in all my holy mountain is a vision where violence is not welcome on God's holy mountain. You can be, <laughs> I mean, you live this life, you can be violent. I mean, you, you obviously, with free will, you have that option. But on God's holy mountain, there's not going to be any violence. There's not going to be any violence. And that's a vision of, of peace, a peace uh, that we can't achieve. I didn't expect this to make me so emotional, but... I mean, you know, the world we live in today is just an, a violent world. It's a violent world, and we see examples of that every day, and it's just a terrible, terrible thing. But it will not be that way on God's holy mountain. Uh, the next is a, a vision of healing. Yeah, It says, yeah, when I get where I'm going, there'll be only happy tears. I'll shed the sins and struggles I have carried all these years. So, you know, the first verse you would say is a, a vision of peace among people and a peace among creation. I think this is a, a vision of peace within, a peace peace within ourselves, peace that we have struggled that we struggle to find. Um, the, the, the things inside that cause us emotional distress that make us want to cry unhappy tears, uh, the sins and struggles that we carry all these years, the things we can't let go of, the things we continue to return to, all the things we struggle with, all the sins that we have, uh, they'll all be gone. We can let go of it. We can finally set it down and let go of it. We can leave it behind. Um, It's a vision of peace for ourselves. Isaiah 25 verse 8, the sovereign Lord will wipe away the tears from all the faces. He will remove his people's disgrace from all the earth. The Lord has spoken. Uh, so God will take away the disgrace, take away the shame, take away the guilt, take away all the pain that we've caused, take away all the pain that we carry. It will all be gone. There will be a vision of healing, healing, healing more than just in our body, but healing in our souls and healing, healing, healing in our hearts. You know, we'll, we will have joy. Uh, we, you know, we, we, there will be nothing that stands in the way, nothing that we carry, nothing that we, none, none of the pain. And I love it says the Lord has spoken. Kind of reminds me. I don't know if anyone's seen the Mandalorian. This everything comes back to Star Wars. The new Disney Plus uh, Mandalorian. You know the guy uh, that the Mandalorian meets. I think his name is Quill. Uh, he says he says something, and then he says, "I have spoken," meaning that there's no more conversation. There's no more negotiation. I have spoken. It's done. It's what it's going to be. It's what I'm going to do. You may not like it, but I have spoken. I love that. I'm going to start using that. Yeah, I have spoken. That's it. It's over. Try try having that conversation with a four-year-old. Clean your room. I have spoken. <laughs> I don't know if that's going to work or not. Okay, so then continuing on. I mean, this is just a really powerful vision. I'll leave my heart wide open. I will love and have no fear. I'll leave my heart wide open. I'll love and have no fear. I mean, to think that somebody uh, is honest, honest enough and vulnerable enough to say, yeah, I, I don't leave my heart open. I don't love without fear, uh, but that's what I'll do in heaven. You know, it's this idea that in heaven, I'll be able to trust. I'll be able to trust others so that I can love them, so that I can love them and not be afraid that they'll do anything to hurt me, not be afraid that they'll do anything uh, to, to make me regret loving them. I will, I will be vulnerable. I will let myself love uh, and, and I won't be afraid. Uh, Revelation twenty one twenty seven. But nothing unclean will ever enter into it, nor anyone who does what is detestable or false. And there's, there's not going to be, there's not going to be in heaven. There's not going to be sin. There's not people are not going to do things to hurt one another. In heaven, you will be able to trust people. In heaven, you will be able to be vulnerable. You will be able to love 
completely and fully and not have to worry about someone uh, you know, misusing you or uh, manipulating you or you know, doing anything that would cause you to uh, mistrust them or, or to, to lose trust in them, to lose faith in them. So um, what a powerful, powerful vision that is. Uh, and he says, yeah, when I get where I'm going, don't cry for me down here. You know, as he's writing this, he's thinking, you know, this is going to be pretty great. Heaven is going to be pretty great. And when I get there, don't cry for me down here. This is, you know, Jesus said the same thing, John 14, 28. I'm going away and I'm coming back to you. If you loved me, you would be glad that I'm going to the Father, for the Father is greater than I am. Than I. If you loved me, you would rejoice. You would rejoice that I'm going to be in heaven because heaven is a wonderful place. It's better than this. Heaven is better than this. And if you loved me, you would rejoice that I'm going there. Uh, and so don't cry for me down here. Now, I understand if you want to cry for yourself and cry for the loss uh, of our relationship, uh, you know, you don't have me in your life like you used to. I understand that. But don't cry for me because I am in a better place. Uh, you know, that's what the, Jesus said. And that's what Brad Paisley saying. And you know, for us, a lot. It's it's hard. It's hard. Uh, it's hard to say goodbye. It's hard to believe that. It's hard to believe that our loved ones are in a better place if they're not with us. Uh, but uh, but that's what you know. Brad Paisley is saying, "Don't cry for me down here." That's what Jesus says. If you uh, if if you love me, rejoice, because where I'm going is better better than down here. So then he he writes about a reunion, a reunion with a lost family member. He says, "I'm going to walk with my granddaddy." And he'll match me step for step. And I'll tell him how I missed him every minute since he left. And then I'll hug his neck. This idea that when we get to heaven, we're going to see everybody who uh, has gone before us, that we are going to be reunited, reunited in a better place, reunited for eternity, uh, that those who we lost will never lose again. Revelation chapter 7, verse 9 through 10. After this, I looked and behold a great multitude that no, no one could number from every nation, from all tribes, and peoples and languages standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes with palm branches in their hands, and crying out with a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God, who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. This you know, that there's just going to be a lot of people there. There are going to be a lot of people there, and they're going our loved ones are going to be there. Now, you know, I it's a big crowd. I, I, how long is it going to take us to find them? I, who knows, right? You don't ex- it's heaven, so you would think that you would you would be able to find them quickly and then you'd be with your people. And that's that you know, being with your people is it's going to be a, a joyous, joyous celebration. It's going to be a wonderful time. Um, you know, it's every every time we lose somebody, I saw that a meme somewhere that, you know, it's our loss is another's reunion. Uh, and so it's going to be quite a quite a time together. And we're going to see people. We're going to be able to, to say, you know, I've missed you. And we're going to be able to, uh, you know, just hug and, and be, uh, um, be together. Be together. So uh, what a wonderful vision that is. Uh, and then kind of, I, I think, I think musicians call this the bridge. Is that right? If there's a musician out there, so much pain and so much darkness in this world we stumble through. All these questions I can't answer. So much work to do that you know, there's so that going to heaven is overcoming darkness. It's overcoming evil. It's saying, I you do not have the last say here. I I have overcome. And Ephesians chapter six, Ephesians uh, chapter six, verse twelve. For our struggle is not against enemies of blood and flesh, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers of this present darkness, 
against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. So this, this, this darkness, this darkness that is everywhere, that is all around, this darkness that comes from Satan and from comes from the places of evil that want to draw us away from God, that want us to be violent, that want us to not be at peace, that want us to hate one another, that want us to be apathetic, right? This is all the powers of darkness, and we are going to overcome that. Part of going to heaven is overcoming that, is saying that that all those things that made life so difficult, all those things that I struggled with, all those things that I could, all those things, those questions we couldn't answer, all, you know, why, why was the world this way? You know, I wish it could be a better, well, it will be, it will be. And then the song finishes with, how are we getting there? How are we getting there? Uh, but when I get where I'm going and I see my maker's face, I'll stand forever in the light of his amazing grace. First uh, John 1, chapter 5, this is the message we have heard from him and proclaimed to you that God is light and in, his, and in him is no darkness at all. God is light and in him is no darkness at all. So when we get there, we are going to stand forever in the light. There will be no darkness. There will be no, you know, terms of darkness, the, the biblical understanding, this darkness, this evil, this suffering, this, all that stuff. There'll be none of that there. There'll be none of that for, because God is light. In him there is no darkness. And I will stand forever in the light of his amazing grace. Second Corinthians twelve nine, But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. My grace is sufficient. My grace is enough. All you need is my grace. My grace is sufficient. It will, my grace will be enough for you and for everybody. My grace will be enough. My grace will be the ticket. All you need is my grace. Ephesians 2, 8, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God. So we have light and we have grace. Light is goodness, the goodness of God, righteousness, holiness. It is that which we strive for, that which we cannot achieve, that which we, when we see it, we recognize it and say, oh, that is the light of God. And grace is this undeserved love. It's God saying, I will do it all. I will do it all. I will give this to you as a gift. You do not have to earn it. It's a, you know, something we struggle with very often. We want to earn it. We want to earn it. We want to buy it. We want to earn it. We did a Bible study on Acts, uh, Acts chapter nine the other night. Uh, Simon the sorcerer who saw that uh, Peter and John were giving the Holy Spirit. And he said, whoa, I want to be able to do that. Let me buy that ability from you. And Peter said, may you perish with your money. The gifts of God are not for sale. You can't buy this. You can't earn this. God gives it only. That's the only way you can get it is God gives it. And that is grace. We will stand forever in the light of God's amazing grace. What a beautiful vision. As I do these pop culture theologies, when I look at these songs, I usually I started doing this like I'm going to go through and find these things that have bad theology, the, right? That have bad theology, and they're like, yeah, you know, this is an interesting thing, but it's not really sound theology. But this week, as we've looked at the songs this week, we looked at "I Saw God Today" by George Strait. That's good theology. That's really good theology. It's a reminder to look for God and to see God, see God in nature, and see God in love, and see God in our children. That's that's good theology. Yesterday, you too. I still haven't found what I'm looking for. I mean, that's not that wasn't so much about theology as it's looking for me. It's you know the the human condition of looking for meaning and purpose, and us finding that in God and our relationship with God. And then this song today, a vision of heaven. I mean, this is theological. There's there's nothing here that I would say. I mean, ride a drop of rain. I don't, I don't know where he gets that. I don't know, but. 
that, as I said, it rhymes, but I mean, it's not bad theology. You know, that it, this is good theology. This is scriptural. This is all scriptural. It's good, good stuff. Uh, and uh, and we'll do more of these. We'll do more of these. We'll do. We will look more at songs going forward. Uh, you know, we'll we'll just sprinkle in weeks where we'll we'll look at these songs and and we will talk about the theologies uh, of these songs. And uh, what I found is that a lot of this is is as I said, good theology. Now let's talk about bad theology. Let's talk about bad theology. There is a lot of bad theology out there, and uh, we're going to look at hymns next week. There is is. There's a lot of wonderful hymns that we love to sing that the theology just isn't really that good, right? Just because it's a hymn doesn't mean it's sound theology. Uh, And so we will start that on Monday. We are going to start Monday with A Mighty Fortress is Our God. Now, this was written by Martin Luther. So the theology is probably going to be pretty sound for A Mighty Fortress is Our God. That's what we'll look at on Monday. But if you have other hymns that you would like us to look at, uh, send them to me. Send them to me. We will... Uh, I will do my best uh, as a, you know, it's, we, we do this Monday through Thursday at 1030. So uh, we will have room for three more hymns next week because we'll do a Mighty Fortress. And then we'll look at three others. And if we're having fun with it, we'll keep going. And if uh, we get tired of it, we'll move on to something else. If there's something else you would like uh, like us to discuss uh, on these, just let me know. Happy to do that. Happy to do that. So we will uh, stop there for today and we will finish with a Word of prayer. Just a reminder: If you've missed any of these uh, these classes, I don't even know what these are. are. These classes are they discussions, whatever they are. Uh, you can find them on the Grace Abides podcast, and you can also find them on my uh, Facebook page. So let's close with a uh, word of prayer. Lord, we uh, we thank you for all the many blessings of this life, and we thank you for the hope that we have in the life to come. We are grateful for this vision that you have made, that you have given to us uh, the through your prophets uh, and through the Holy Scriptures, this vision of a better place and all the things that you are going to do uh, for us there, helping us to find peace with others and to find peace within, helping us to experience love uh, and helping us to trust, uh, trust others and be vulnerable and share that love with others. May we learn to do that here. May we bring that kingdom here. May we open our hearts Uh, to others, and may we live out our lives as disciples as you would have us live them. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a wonderful weekend, everybody. I will see you. Worship will be Sunday morning at 10 a.m., and uh, you'll find that on the Abiding Grace Facebook page, and I will be back here Monday morning at 1030. Uh, We're talking about A Mighty Fortress is Our God, and then we'll look at other hymns next week. Have a great day.